Mississippi Crop Situation Podcast featuring the Crop Doctors. Good morning from the Crop Doctors Podcast Studio in Stoneville. Tom and I are back with Craig Hankins and Justin Ferguson from Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. So this is something that we don't do a whole lot, but this is basically part two of an episode. So Justin talked a lot about some policies that Farm Bureau is helping the state of Mississippi with and some things that could be expected with the new farm bill. And But one thing that we really, really wanted to talk about when they agreed to come and visit with us this morning was the fact that 2022 is the 100th anniversary of Mississippi Farm Bureau. And we didn't want to tack that on to the backside of an episode and we wanted to give it its own spotlight. So that's what we're going to do in part two of this episode. 2022 is the 100th anniversary of, of Mississippi Farm Bureau. So I guess the first thing I'd like to hear is maybe some of the highlights of what Farm Bureau has done during this first 100 years. We felt it was appropriate. We appreciate you guys uh, having us here uh, being a uh, hundred years is a lot of history. A lot of things have gone on in the ag industry within Farm Bureau over the last 100 years, and a major part of that has been in conjunction or, and side by side with the with our land grant here in the state. Mississippi State being a, a large part of the success of Farm Bureau, I would say, uh, and just talking about that that history briefly of Farm Bureau being born out of the Extension Service, actually, so uh, very appropriate uh, being on here. We really appreciate y'all. Uh, having us on but before we get into kind of what we're going to do is for celebrating Farm Bureau turning 100 and also celebrating 100 years of, of faith family and Farm Bureau uh, I was going to let Justin kind of give a little brief rundown on the on the history and talk about some things that, that we've done uh, in the past. So just to start back from 1922 in many states the extension service was kind of brought along by the Farm Bureau but actually in Mississippi uh, the stories I've always been told is that the land-grant system actually helped create the Farm Bureau identity in Mississippi back in the 19, back in 1922. And specifically, we will celebrate that, that 100th-year mark on October 30th of this year. Obviously, Craig will tell you a little bit about more what we've got planned for December, uh, celebrating uh, that, that commemorative moment. But Farm Bureau, we started out based off the old cooperative model to where, you know, farmers and ranchers could sell their product more efficiently as a cooperative. That over time, uh, that started and, and changed. And one thing I, I, won't for, I won't fail to not mention is the development of our Farm Bureau Insurance Company. So we are, a lot of folks don't know us uh, outside of the insurance company, but we were started in 1922 uh, as uh, an ag, agricultural lobbying group. We, I talked to people on the street and the easiest way that I explain what we do to most folks is that we're the NRA for agriculture and they kind of get it at that point. And so we're still the NRA for agriculture, still stronger probably politically than we've ever been before. But so we started, uh, started back in 1922. Uh, the insurance company came along in the 1940s because what was happening, uh, farmers would have barns and sheds and houses out in the rural countryside and they couldn't get insurance because there was no fire protection. So out of a member benefit or member service of being a member of Farm Bureau, 
they brought along this insurance company. And the whole concept of pooling risk together would be a profitable venture. And, and it still stands firm today how strong our insurance company was, was. But that was how the insurance company got started back in the 1940s. It was, it was born by you know, no, no rule fire protection, no fire hydrants and fire trucks out in country roads in 1945 in rural Jasper County. And so the Farm Bureau came together and formed that member benefit of being able to insure your um, your home, your property, your your barn. So you know, along alongside the insurance company, you know that, that was a big development in the 1940s. Farm Bureau had uh, setting that aside has had many many legislative victories over the years, and is and still the the general agricultural bell cow uh, at the state capitol. Specifically, some things that always that I always go back to is. Back in the 1990s, Farm Bureau was highly involved in significant changes and reforms to our seed law that better protected farmers from companies, for lack of a better word, putting inferior products on the market here compared to other states. And so many of our local leadership were highly involved in updating and changing that seed law and establishing that. Lime law is another thing that came about. Y'all, y'all all know that the Mississippi Department of Agriculture and Commerce is the state regulatory agency that oversees the lime quality uh, in Mississippi. That's another big thing that Farm Bureau was involved in. Establishment of many of our commodity uh, checkoff programs. Farm Bureau was involved in every single one, whether that's soybean, corn, peanut, are all very, very new commodities in terms of checkoff programs. For our cotton folks, the Bowieville program was something that Farm Bureau was was very deeply involved of, of, uh, in passing the Bowieville eradication program, and it was a real struggle. We had zones in the state that would, would vote it in or vote it out. Farm Bureau stood as that one umbrella group that, that stood to try to keep everybody together. And, and I think everybody will tell you a story. Uh, looking back at history, it was the wisest, one of the wisest things that uh, the ag community uh, put together was the bow weevil eradication program to push that bow weevil back to the southern, you know, southern border. Uh, a more recent uh, thing that a lot of folks will remember was uh, in 2011, Farm Bureau had the first ever ballot measure on the statewide ballot, uh, and it related to reforming our eminent domain law. So uh, in 2005, I believe, the city of New London, Connecticut, took private property through eminent domain and turned it into essentially a private development. And so that spun a series of lawsuits and Supreme Court filings. And the ultimate fix was to change state law to make sure that the use of eminent domain was only utilized for public use, for roads, highways, bridges, rail systems, et cetera, for commerce or the public good, right? It was not for an individual company. And so we started a legislative effort uh, in the House and Senate passed bills. Uh, our current governor at the time vetoed the bill. The House uh, overrode his veto in a, in, a, in a massive majority, but unfortunately the Senate uh, did not, and we, we lost the vote in the, the override vote in the Senate by six votes. And so what uh, our president at the time, David Wade, uh, wanted to do and, and our board approved was to put this on the ballot for people to, to vote. I mean, it was an overwhelming support that, yes, eminent domain should only be used for uh, the true public good. And so we fought that legislative battle, and uh, we went out 
and started the eminent domain, uh, the initiative process to put it on the ballot. We had to collect, I think we collected well over 120,000 signatures statewide for people that felt like that is a ballot measure that the the voter in the state should have a chance to vote on. And so we spent uh, a year and a half doing that. Uh, And in November of 2011, it was voted on by the citizens of Mississippi and passed on a 73% margin, and uh, we got more votes than the current governor did when he was elected uh, governor, uh, Republican uh, Phil Bryant at the time. So that's our claim to fame. So that's another, another you know, fairly recent uh, thing that Farm Bureau has done uh, that I think a lot of people, whether you're a farmer or whether you're just a, a general property owner, that you appreciate, right? That you're, as a Farm Bureau member, you understand, you get it. This is this is a group that's representing the small guy and standing up for private property rights. Um, so that's sort of a, a general rundown, Jason, of kind of, you know, some of the highlights of some of the things that Farm Bureau has been a part of. Thinking about the history and then the Farm Bureau as an organization, do the state Farm Bureaus, do they predate the American Farm Bureau Federation? Generally, it coincides. So I think American Farm Bureau celebrated their uh, their centennial two years ago. It was a movement that started right around that early 1920, 1925 time. So I think I was talking to my Arkansas counterpart. I think next year they celebrate their 100. So it all, it all kind of merges as one and is a very similar time frame. I didn't know if it kind of went top down top or down. bottom up. Yeah, I would say generally probably bottom up, but I think there was a, a meeting in 1921 in Chicago of a, a larger group of farmers to form this national group. We had Mississippi had representatives there. So a group of states kind of doing the same thing and then noticing, hey, we're they're doing that Working too that and, then, and yep. then developing a national organization. Yep. As, as states started to put together these Farm Bureau organizations, they saw it as a, a, na- a need for a national umbrella group yep. group so that right it's so like justin says kind of there are some states that you know predate it but right majority is kind of right there together yeah and our currently i'll throw this in uh, jason uh, currently our national president uh, is a guy named zippy duval he's a georgia farmer uh, i think we've had uh, a couple of southern presidents of american farm bureau from the south in the past uh, bob stallman was a texan uh, he was president of AFBF uh, right before Mr. Duval, and in uh, 2012, I believe, Mr. Duval ran for president and was uh, was elected. So he's uh, he was the Georgia president of their Farm Bureau before he uh, won the election at AFBF. Craig, give us a rundown then on what the plans are for the centennial anniversary in Mississippi, which will take place later this year. Every year, first weekend in December is Mississippi Farm Bureau's annual convention. Well, this year, so we're turning 100 years old in October. We wanted to do something special with coinciding with our convention, do something uh, big, something not just a Farm Bureau convention, but celebrating 100 years of agriculture in Mississippi. But Mr. McCormick really wants to make sure that this is uh, something that, that the whole ag community in the state is part of and, and really can take take time to, to step back and see how far we've come. Um, we've talked about on the, on the last podcast about conservation and tools and things y'all have been doing research on and how far advanced ag has come from 1922 to, to 2022. And, and a lot of thing, a lot of us have all worked together on that uh, and being part of that. So we're taking the time uh, that we normally do our convention and we're doing a celebration, a centennial celebration. We'll still have our, 
uh, some of our, our things that coincide with our normal convention, just as far as uh, things that we normally do there, but it's going to be a, a much larger event than the, than the typical uh, Mississippi Farm Bureau convention. So what we're going to do that first week in December, uh, the 2nd through the 5th, in conjunction Mississippi Cattlemen's Association, another uh, stakeholder group that we work closely with, they're joining us to have their annual convention with us. We'll start on that Friday afternoon. Everything's taking place on the Mississippi Fairgrounds. So they've built a brand new state-of-the-art trademark down there. This excellent facility that we're going to get to take advantage of. Um, and also the, the the whole entire fairgrounds, the, the Coliseum, the livestock barns, and the Kirk Fordyce Equine Center is all going to be utilized for this event. So we're going to have a lot of stuff going on. Thanks for the whole family uh, to go, come and be be part of uh, and enjoy just a celebration. Our our tagline for, for this year is 100 years of faith, family, and farm bureaus. So we consider everybody that from our membership, stakeholder groups, industry partners, you know, all of the, we're all part of the, the ag family and the farm bureau family. So we're, we're excited to, to put on this event. Uh, we're expecting it to be, have draw a, draw a large crowd and really be uh, something that really represents the importance of mis- of agriculture in our state and how important agriculture is to our to our economy and the livelihoods of so many in the state so we'll start on friday we are putting on a uh, trade show as part of it calling it the farm and land expo all of our uh, industry partners stakeholder groups are have, have stepped up to be a large part of that we are putting on a livestock show as well at the same time for mississippi kids a thirty thousand dollar added money livestock show or 100 percent of that uh, money goes back to Mississippi kids showing uh, livestock. It would be a great opportunity for them. For the trade show, we've had uh, folks that, that our growers do business with every day, John Deere, Mississippi uh, Ag or Ag Up Equipment, and Wade both uh, teamed up together to represent John Deere. C Spire has stepped up, Simplot, our uh, Farm Bureau Insurance Company, uh, a lot of the, the other re- ag retailers and ag lenders uh, that that do do business in our state, Helena, Nutrien, Greenpoint, Bayer, Corteva, Mississippi Land Bank, Southern Ag Credit, First South Farm Credit, Syngenta, all of those guys have come together to help put this uh, expo on part of our centennial celebration. Part of that, uh, John Deere playing a major role in this. They are setting up in the Kirk Fordyce Equine Center doing a Ag Innovation Center. So they will have a lot of their... Uh, some of their latest and greatest on technology and equipment, showcasing some of that, doing demonstrations from everything for to, from for poultry guys, livestock guys, uh, row crop. So so really running running the whole gamut. Farm Bureau is a state organization. We represent all commodities and everybody across the states. So we really want to be inclusive. They've got an excellent plan uh, put together. Stuff going on on all weekend as part of that the Ag Innovation Center and really trying to showcase. The, the technological advances in the ag industry and and really tying that into you know rural broadband is a is a major topic right now and trying to kind of showcase the need for for uh, the connectivity in the countryside to be able to utilize some of this equipment that's going to just take that that conservation measure you know to the next level but also in that in the trade show uh, which Justin and I are, are spending a lot of time trying to put that together we're, we're we'll have a stage in there so have a continuing presentations educational uh, type events on that stage 
And wrap with, up with Justin singing. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> karaoke, isn't it? That's what I heard. The uh, we 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 will have each of our. I mentioned John Deere, C Spire, Simplot, and the insurance company being our our top level uh, sponsors. They will each be utilizing that stage to to talk about new products coming out, some programs that they have coming up uh, here in the next year or so, and things that'll be available. So they'll utilize some of that time there. Justin mentioned President Duval of uh, American Farm Bureau. He and President McCormick of Mississippi Farm Bureau will be, they'll conduct a town hall on that stage on Saturday. Uh, then also we've got Jim Wiesmeyer from Pro Farmer going to be there. We'll be two weeks off of the that November election. He'll be there to to be kind of give us a, a, a rundown of what happened in that election cycle, what that means moving forward uh, as far as farm policy goes and the, the 2023 Farm Bill as well. We're putting on a concert that Saturday night. Trace Atkins, Clay Walker, and Drake White. Farm Bureau is the... Uh, and Justin didn't make the cut. Justin obviously. did not make the cut on <laughs> He can be a backup one. singer, though, don't you just, think? Just in case. That that concert is, is open to the public. Tickets are available on Ticketmaster. Coliseum's not that big, so it's limited seating, so you need to get in and get your tickets uh, if you want to come to that. But but just trying to create a family-friendly event that promotes, celebrates agriculture and kind of sets up the next one. What are the next 100 years of, of Mississippi Agriculture and, and Mississippi Farm Bureau setting up that, that continuation and really taking those next steps to push our, our mission forward? And moving into uh, Sunday, Sunday's really a, a a heavy political day. We'll have a lot of our state legislative members there, national, and I'll let Justin kind of tell you about about what's going to happen on Sunday. It'll also be a, a very involved day down there. Thanks, Craig. Yeah, so Sunday's going to kind of wrap up the the three day celebration. We'll you know we'll start off with uh, our usual Sunday morning worship service, and we've got uh, we've got a ten a.m. mid morning general session, uh, followed by our closing general session at two p.m. The trade show will again be open all day, and the livestock show will also be wrapping up. As Craig mentioned, we're happy to report that we've got uh, some very key. Folks uh, that are going to be there, mostly at the 2 p.m. general session to address the group, and that's going to be Zippy Duval, our American Farm Bureau president. Dr. Keenum, Mississippi State University president, will open uh, that session uh, and provide his remarks and talk about the continued the history and the continued focus and, and partnership between Farm Bureau and uh, the land grant. Governor Reeves will also be there to uh, to speak to our group. Our keynote speaker for that session is uh, former Arkansas Governor Mike Huckabee, and so we're really excited to to hear from um, Governor Huckabee and former. Uh, he's also obviously a former presidential candidate. During that 2 p.m. session will be the opportunity when Mr. McCormick gives his annual address, and we'll talk about you know some of the challenges and and uh, future that he sees for Farm Bureau for the next 100 years. And then at the end of it, uh, we've got our federal, our state and federal officials that will present Farm Bureau with their respective uh, resolutions. So the state house uh, and Senate passed a resolution back in the, during the legislative session honoring Farm Bureau for their 100 years of being in, in operation. And then uh, our, our House and Senate federal, uh, both U.S. Senators Cindy Hat Smith and Roger Wicker, as well as our uh, all four of our uh, House delegation members uh, have both have all authored resolutions and passed them before the House of Representatives and the Senate 
commemorate in Farm Bureau. So they'll take that opportunity to officially present those uh, to Farm Bureau in that closing session. That'll be a way that we honor, not only honor Farm Bureau, but honor our elected officials because they've been uh, a major part of our success of making sure that policies are good for for farmers and ranchers and our membership. So uh, we're encouraging all folks to come down that weekend. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be a blur in our vision uh, for Craig and I. We've been really working hard for the past few months, but I encourage everybody to come down, celebrate with us, uh, celebrate the, the 100 years of, of, uh, of Farm Bureau. And if anybody has questions and wants to see the schedule, our, our website is msfb100.org. Again, msfb100.org. From those of us here at the DREC in Mississippi State, we really appreciate you coming on and having a conversation with us. I think the relationship that we continue with Farm Bureau is really important from an extension side of things and even from the Mississippi State side. So, Justin, thank you. Craig, thank you. It's great to see you all. For sure, but we really appreciate you all coming on and, and sitting down and having some conversations with us. Same here, guys. I mean, I can't I can't speak and uh, even to any more, but uh, Andy and Whittington and all of our staff, we constantly go to other meetings in other, other states. There's not the level of coordination and cooperation and partnership anymore in any other state between the Farm Bureau and the Miss in the land grant than here in Mississippi. So we uh, we work hand in hand and it's a it's a y'all have got a great group of crop specialists that I think our growers really don't understand just how great we've got it and a great team. When we travel outside the state, things don't look like they do here in Mississippi. So I'm proud of the partnership that we continue to have with uh, Mississippi as a whole, but the, specifically the crop team that y'all have here in Stoneboy and Stark. Well, we appreciate that. We really do. The Mississippi Crop Situation Podcast is a production of Mississippi State University Extension. Extension.